Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Doze Knows. This episode's being brought to you in part by our friends at Kona Boys, Green Organic Superfood Brew, Hurley, Oakley, GoPro, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, and Original Nutritionals. And at this time, I would like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the Doze Knows podcast. And this one's I'm, I'm really excited about because uh, it's Mokalele Airlines. Mogalele Airlines is a family-owned and operated business that tries to make your inner island travel as easy and affordable as possible. With over 120 flights daily throughout the Hawaiian Islands with no TSA, that's what I said, no TSA, super easy to fly. You can just go right up to the counter, check in, and then get right on the plane. I love that about these guys. Why would you not want to book your next trip or upcoming vacation with Mogalele Airlines? I'm excited because I get to now travel with these guys and go all over the place and bring you guys new and more exciting podcasts because of Mokalele Airlines. They're really easy to find. Just go to mokalele.com or if you're a social media freak like myself on Facebook, it's just Mokalele, Twitter at Mokalele Air, and on Instagram, it's Mokalele Airlines. So welcome Mokalele to Dozo's. Um, I've got a couple... Events coming up, um, February 11th, uh, Donovan Frankenrider is going to be in town. Right here in Kona, um, it's the Made for Lovers Hawaii Tour 2017. It's one night only in Kona, Saturday night, February 11th. Doors open at 8, show at 9. It's at Laverne Sports Bar. It's a collaboration between me, uh, Dozer Productions and Dove Presents. Um, for more info and tickets, go to www.dovepresents.com. Dot com and check them out. We have another show coming your way, February 27th. Dozer Productions presents Citizen Cope. That's going to be a really good one. It's at Laverne's. Same thing, February 27th. Um, you can get your tickets at Laverne's or Humpy's or hit me up and I'll get you all dialed in. Um, don't forget, you guys can find me on all social media at uh, Facebook, Dozer Dave Barnett, on Instagram at Dozer Dave, and on Twitter at Dozer Dave Knows. Um, go to www.dozenose.com where you get to see a more in-depth in look at our guests and uh, see their links to their bios and all kinds of cool pictures and videos and also links to our sponsors where they also offer really cool discount promos if you just enter in Doze Knows. So check them out. Um, this week I'm really excited to have Virgin Records recording artist Leon Mobley is my guest. Uh, Leon is a percussionist and drummer and a member of Ben Harper's band, The Innocent Criminals. He's played with Damian Marley, Bob Marley, Nas, Michael Jackson, and so many more. I met Leon recently while I was on tour with G-Love where um, he was able to jump in and he played a few shows with us actually, which were sold out, radical shows. Um, he got up on stage with G and uh, Jack Johnson. This guy's such an amazing musician and he has a great story to tell. So let's welcome Leon Mobley to Doze Notes. Don't 
Leon, welcome Yo. to Dose Nose, brother. What's happening, bro? Much love to you, man. Peace much, and blessings. Much and love blessings. to you. I'm just really excited. We're over at your house here, and you've got a beautiful place, bro. Thank you very much. And you're, Thank you very much. You've got a dog that's just welcomed me in here, barked at me as soon as he saw me, but then he's just like, hey, let me love on you, brother. Yeah, that's my, my little Willie. <laughs> well, yeah. Willie's pretty cool. Um, you're pretty cool, dude. I just randomly met you. Um, a few days back, I think it was Saturday night, uh, we were doing the G-Love tour, and um, I was just outside having a smoke, and then uh, you walk up, trying to get in the backstage door, and I had no idea who you were, and then all of a sudden, we we both walk in together, and G's like, Leon! And I was like, oh, shit! That's our percussionist. Because <laughs> I knew you were coming. I didn't know who you were, though. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, all G told me was that you're the the percussionist for Ben Howard and the Innocent Criminals. Yeah, Ben Harper. And, or Ben Harper. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. We ju- I was just in Fiji with Ben Howard. Okay, that's the idea. That's so, and, uh, but with Ben Harper and... Uh, who's one of my favorite artists and um and i just met ben howard and fiji for the first time too so uh but he said yeah you played with ben harper and um then you had played with one of the marley's and you'd played with nas and he's like dozer you're gonna love this guy he's got so much soul he's so good on the drums and uh and then you got up there with eric krasnow and you guys lit it up so much, it just blew everybody out of the water. It, G starts off with his own little solo gig. You know, he's got this little stomp pad. And, uh, but then once you got up there, it just changed the whole entire vibe of the thing. Well, thank you, bro. And it was one of the best shows ever. And then we went to the Blue Note the very next night. And we had Jack playing with us as well. And... It was it was so good because you were just up there for both both sets. Mm. Was it both sets or no, just actually, the last just, set? Just the last set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah, we spoke the night before, and uh, he was saying that he wasn't going to make the first set. I was like, "Well, I was going to make the first set," and then I didn't make the first set. He made the first set. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was good, man. It yeah. was good, and I, it was... I hadn't seen Jack and G for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, he is, you know, I met Jack back in the day in uh, L.A. He used to come see us play at the uh, club called The Mint. Uh-huh. And he used to bring cassette tapes and actually played it for Ben and everyone, and we dug it. And ben, you know, everything else from there is, you know, history. Uh, so... Now, where are you originally from? You I'm originally from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Roxbury, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, where um, I grew up at the uh, the Amalua School of Fine Arts, which is a after-school program where I studied theater arts and drama and costuming and lighting and design and sound. And I studied uh, percussion with Babatunde Olatunji. And studied trap drums with Max Roach, uh-huh. danced with Tally Beatty and George Howard, and music with John Andrew Ross, and drama with Vernon F. Blackman. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, he's a lot of greats in the business and got a chance to work with Duke Ellington when I was seven. Oh. And um, I was on a weekly television series by the age of 10 uh, called Zoom um, on PBS. Uh-huh. Yeah. Regular on that television show. Playing the drums or acting? Acting and playing drums Ooh. and dancing and singing. Zoom is a uh, Grammy, uh, not, uh, Grammy and Emmy award-winning television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won awards in '72 or three or something like that. '74. Yeah, and we won a Mike Douglas show, and you know. <laughs> I haven't yeah. heard that one in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, that was like a 70s show. Yeah. Uh, yeah 70s yeah. and early 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on, uh, in the 70s on MTV, where where are they now? Yeah. In the 70s, yeah, I'm featured on there. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the time, you know, Mark Corpage, who was the uh, child actor on um Julia, the uh, television program about the nurse, he and I were the only two black children on television at that time period. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's historic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so from there. Sure, shows you how things have changed since then, huh? Yes, indeed. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Uh, from there, I, you know, I've done many things. I've, I was in a... Raising a musical version of Raising the Sun on Broadway, a Tony Award-winning program uh, show, and I did films, uh, Janet Jackson and Tupac Shakur, uh-huh. uh, Eddie Murphy, different things like that of that nature. I performed with everyone from Michael Jackson, Madonna, record with Michael, uh, Quincy Jones. Uh, Legends. Uh, Hugh Masekela went to South Africa for the release of Nelson Mandela on his victorious tour. His, uh, his uh, release from prison after 27 right. years. I remember that. Yep. And uh, uh, we were just talking about Hugh and, um, right. you know, because there, Hugh and Sal are mutual friends of ours. And, right. Uh, so. Sal was my second podcast and <laughs> one of my close friends. So, right. yeah, this is. This is pretty cool. Yeah, so I went to uh, South Africa with the Return of Exiles. Uh, Hugh, Mary McCaver, uh, Kaifa Semenya, and uh, Leta Mbulu. And we toured and performed in South Africa. Uh-huh. And I've been back since with the ambassador program with the uh, department and State Department, President Obama. Really? I did a five-city tour of South Africa, uh, Mozambique, uh, different cities, you know. Do you have a list of how many countries you've been in? Oh, I've traveled extensively, playing music with Ben Harper and Innocent Criminals, toured the world, uh, Damian Marley. Mm-hmm. I played, uh, did a recording with Damian Marley and Nas, uh, also recorded with Damien on his new album, and I've worked with Ziggy and Julian and Steven, Bob. Did 
you get to play with Bob? Yeah. How awesome was that? Oh, it's fantastic, bro. Yeah. Wonderful, man. I bet he was just a great human being, huh? Yeah, my mom, my mom used to make jewelry for him. Really? Yeah, back in the day. So we used to go and hang out backstage with him and, you know, he knew of me playing at the time because uh-huh. I've, you know, been performing ever since I was, you know. Seven. Six, yeah, six, seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, now, I'm a master of just so you know, you know, you, I'm watching you play the drums, you know, the last few nights and. I'm just trying to keep up with you, you know, against the speaker, <laughs> against my legs. And uh, in my head, I'm thinking I'm doing a really, really good job. And I'm going, man, I hope Leon doesn't look over here at me. <laughs> nah, man, we're all a drum, bro. Right. As long as we have a heart that beats, we are a drum. Yeah. So, you know, everyone can drum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing such a fine job. Oh, thank you, bro. It such comes from fine. the heart. Yeah, you can tell. It comes from your whole body. (laughs) You can see it. It just, every single thing you do is coming out into those drums, you know, Mm. and and we all feel it. We all see it. Your dog's wanting some love here. Yeah. Uh, Come here, buddy. (laughs) And um, one of the things that I liked was, um, you know, you're playing with two other different artists that aren't your normal band and so everybody's just kind of feeding off each other and you know when you guys do a transition from one song to the next or little solo stuff into the next you guys it's almost like you guys are reading each other's minds you guys had such a good flow in in into it music is a language Mm -hmm. and it's a universal language Mm -hmm. and those who can speak it can communicate and those two guys jack and garrett they're my brothers yeah you know we 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 have a long history of playing with each other communicating with each other hanging and touring with each other so it's 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 a way that we can communicate with one another i mean it's it's a blessing that we're able to to touch the hearts and the souls of the people who are there to partake and observe and believe me we feed back from their energy uh, it's so wonderful to see them singing the lyrics and loving and smiling and feeling the music and feeling what we put out there so it it makes us tune into each other even more right to put forth the best that we can and anything that we do. And that's the love. That's the communication of music. Right. It's, 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 it's between each other and it's between everyone yes, that's in the crowd. Everyone in the room. Because yeah. every single person that came in there are all lovers of the same thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I hear when I saw that little girl at the, uh, the Blue Note come right up front and sing the songs and walk on stage and give us all hugs. It was 
And she had to be only like six or seven. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's it. And she just ran up on stage. <laughs> she just runs up, gives Jack a hug. And then G's like, hey, what about me? <laughs> and then she came up to all you guys. <laughs> At that point, I'm over on the side of the stage and I'm going, hey, what about me? I'll take a hug too. <laughs> right, right. I'm playing the leg drums. <laughs> No, wow. it was good fun, and it was good seeing everybody just loving it. Yeah, man. It was really good vibe. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's a blessing, you know, that we as musicians cherish. Uh, you know, I'm sometimes in front of 75,000, 100,000 people, and to see them and feel them cheering and hear them, it's a blessing. And even to be there in front of 75 people, it's a blessing. Right. Wonderful feeling. Yeah, today I had the opportunity of doing a podcast with Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end, he got to play a song for the podcast. Nice. But for me, it was for me, you know, because it was just me and him. Yeah. And he was... I'm thinking, okay, you're playing a song for me. <laughs> and it was so good. It was so good. And um, I was just super stoked. Nice. Um, what's it like playing in front of 100,000 people? Mm. Well, it's great to have. <laughs> is it scary? Yeah, it is scary. It's great to have, you know, the other, the other guys in the band there, you know, Ben and... Juan and Oliver, you know, lean on these cats and what we do together, you know, is such an important thing. So it's a wonderful, frightening feeling. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world, man. Yeah. Do you yeah. Get, so when you go out there, I ask Jack the same thing. Um, are you looking at people's eyes or are you scanning above them? Well... When you have large crowds, you can only see but so far. Uh-huh. Uh, lights and different things. So I usually try and connect with some people that are, you know. That are feeling it out there. Yeah. Jack yeah, said the same thing. Yeah, that, 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 uh, that connecting with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm like a dancer, so I'm always moving. I'm always dancing. I'm always playing different instruments, different sides of the stage. I'm in a cage. I'm surrounded by congas, bongos, mm-hmm. uh, tamarines, blocks, uh, tibalis, djembes, junjuns, cymbals, chimes, bells. I'm just surrounded by cajones and, ah, man, it, this goes on. Yeah, and you're doing them all. <laughs> and I'm doing them all, yeah. I'm, I'm like, sometimes my back is too this side and then sometimes my back is to that side right and sometimes i'm down front and i have to run to the back mm-hmm. and uh you know it depends on what i'm doing and what song i'm playing and you know my contribution to the music and i love doing everything right <laughs> now you've played with so many different types of musicians what is your favorite type that you like to play <laughs> with or your favorite musician that you like to play with I don't have a favorite, bro. I don't have a favorite uh, genre. Um, I just did, I've done country and western. Really? 
Yeah, Mel Haggard. I'm on his uh, recordings. Uh, ah. Um. Have you done like a symphony or an orchestra? Oh yeah, I mean, I I grew up in Boston. I was I performed with the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Really? Yeah, Arthur Fiedler and the Pops. Um, the drummer of the Boston Pops, Fred Buda, was the drummer of the television show Zoom, and we struck up right. a great relationship. And um, I was able to. You know, get into <laughs> play with the symphony orchestra. <laughs> wow, that had to be pretty at cool. a very young age. <laughs> oh, Willie! Willie, Willie wants some love. <laughs> He's a big lover. Yeah, he likes to talk too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what brought you to Hawaii? Ah, uh, how did how did you get here? Um, I was very fortunate to find the love of my life, my childhood sweetheart, uh-huh. my 10-year-old girlfriend. Right. That first crush. Yes, first one. I used to go by her house, you know, when I returned back to Boston. And I lived in L.A. for 30 years, you know, doing television and touring and different things with many different acts. So anytime I would go back to Boston, I would go to her house and sit off front of the house and reminisce about my sweetheart and wish that I could see her again. (laughs) And due to uh, Facebook, her sister sent her a picture of a gentleman who she went to her sister's prom with because her sister and her are very very tight uh-huh. so she went to her sister's prom and the guy didn't have a date and she went with him and he happened to be a friend of mine who we share the same birthday we were born the same day uh-huh. in the same hospital he sings with the platters and I do what I do. So we're both into the business and right. stayed in contact with one another. And she went to his Facebook page and saw a picture of me on his page. No way. And she was like, that's my Leon. Do you know how to get in contact with him? He said, of course. Here's his email. She emailed me. <sighs> Man. And asked me if I remembered her. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, how can I forget? I said, I would never, ever, ever, ever forget. You made such an impression in my life. And I gave her my phone number and told her to call me any time. So she called me and we started talking and found that, that she lived here in Hawaii and and that she was at the Damian Marley show, and I wasn't at that show. <laughs> Where are you? I was doing a show with uh, for Ben Harper and his mom. They have a museum and music store in Claremont, California, with my own band at the time. So I missed 
the performances here in Hawaii uh -huh. and joined the tour when they came to Seattle. So those were the only performances that I missed with Damian Marley. <laughs> and we were here with Nas and Damian Marley, and she didn't come to that performance. So we didn't see each other. She said that she was going to see Damian Marley in New Zealand. And I was like, what? I'll, I'll be there. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, I'll play with Damian Marley. She's like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> so we met up in New Zealand. But once we started talking uh, November 7, 2013, we spoke, have spoken every day since then for sometimes when we were apart, we would speak. For hours. 12 hours, bro. Wow. Yeah, 13 hours sometimes on the phone. And uh, this is the love of my life. This is... Your best friend. Yeah, my best. My best this is my queen. This is who I've looked for and every other woman I've ever been with, you know? Right. As, you know, and this is my love. This is my heart. This is who I live for. And uh, we're so much alike. <laughs> yeah. She's, a, she's into reggae. She's into the music. She's into health. And it's just amazing. So, you know, we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's amazing. So she was, and that's rare, bro. It's, yeah, you know, in reality, in life, mm -hmm. we're all looking for that same thing. You know, and I never thought I could have this. Yeah, I never thought I could have. That. I was when when we came when she, we came back together. I was my second marriage was dissolving, and I was like, oh my god, how can this be? Perfect timing, and. She had been <clears throat> in the services, armed services for 20 years. Uh -huh. She, you know, retired and was done with that. And I was like, oh my God. And that's what brought her to Hawaii. Yeah. And I would, I had owned property in Kauai for 20 years. Uh -huh. I'd go to Kauai for, you know, 15 years every, every year. And been over here in Oahu several times. And I'm, Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when she, when she's like, I'm here, and I'm like, well, I'm in California, and I'm working, but my work is not really in California, although it's based in California. But I travel. My work is on the road. Uh -huh. So if they can fly me from Los Angeles, fly me from Oahu. <laughs> exactly. So it's only a couple hours more. A couple hours more. A lot of people think it's so far away. It's not. It's so not. It's not. Especially so. if you take the red eye. Come on. I'm there the next morning. The next morning and faster than you normally would be. Okay. Jet stream. Jet stream. <laughs> it's so and ready easy. And ready to roll, ready to work. Yeah. So, you know, I do that. I'm going back to L.A. next week. I have the... Uh, NAM show to go to the National Association of Music Merchants. Uh -huh. uh, I have the number one selling drum in the world is my signature series, Djembe, uh -huh. made by Remo Drums. Um, so I go every year to represent my drum and mm -hmm. represent Remo and all my other endorsements, Vic Firth and 
Istanbul mimic symbols and you know and do my thing. Right. <laughs> Does your wife travel with you? Um, you know, I'm going to work. So if she goes to work, I don't go to work with her. But you, <laughs> but you still talk on the phone for like 12 hours. <laughs> no, actually, she has, and it's wonderful, uh, accompany me uh, on tours. She, we just recently did uh, Amsterdam and London, and she's into yoga now that she's retired. And uh, she's teaching yoga, and she went to London to the yoga conference, and she jumped over to Amsterdam and met me in Amsterdam, and then we went back to London, did London together, and, and we did Italy together and Switzerland together, and she comes over to the States, you know, we go over to Boston, go home together, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, man. she comes. Yeah, my son comes, my daughter comes, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, they all take a week and come out with me on the road. That's awesome. I got to meet your son as um, mm -hmm. soon as I walked in the door. Yes. And he seems like a fine young man. He's, he's a prince. Yeah. Yes, he is. Really nice guy. Yes, Well-mannered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to L.A. next week. Yes. I have... Um, the drum deal. Yeah, I have and, some recordings to do as well. Um, are you doing that with Ben or... Uh, no, um, I have some independent projects that I do. Mm -hmm. I'm always doing things with different people, different things. Uh, I just did a recording with this guy, uh, Joe Hall. I've never met him before, but, you know, internet, we meet online, semi-tracks. Right. You know, I take him down over here to Capoway to the studio, lace him up, send him back. I did Josh Stone's album the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her her last album, the reggae album. Yeah, I saw her at Coachella a couple of years ago. Yeah. What a show. That's my girl, man. I love me some Joss. Yeah. Yeah, she's very cool. We did, uh, we did this album together with Mick Jagger. And um, let me see, that was Dave Stewart and... Damien Marley and it was uh, super heavyweights. His mm -hmm. name and we had a lot of fun doing that. So that was the uh, second record I've done with Mick. I uh, recorded with Mick back in maybe eighty eighty four uh -huh. or something like that. I recorded with. Um, Steven Tyler, have you played with him? Yeah, but uh, I just saw him. This is uh, New this, Year's. This is uh, oh gosh, it'll come back to you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so many. Do, do you? There's so many. So many. It was uh, he was married to uh, what's her name? No. The actress. Lights out. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. They're all married to actresses. They're all married to actresses. <laughs> ben was just married to an actress. Right. They used to come to the Big Island all the time. Right. That's where I met him. <laughs> right. Right. He actually came out they're to Palmer married. Jacks before. Yeah, uh, they're all they, married and then they all get divorced. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't 
marry an actress. <laughs> That's the whole key to the whole thing. <laughs> They're a mess. <laughs> too much, man. <laughs> but uh, so, do you have any tour stuff coming up here soon? Oh yeah, man. Uh, well, we just released an album back in February, so it'll just be a year uh, coming a couple weeks. So we uh, start up on the second leg of that. Um, head down to uh, uh, what is that? South um, South America to uh, Brazil, Brazil and Argentina. Yeah, we do all that, that whole leg, Chile. Yeah, do that leg, Chile, and then we're gonna do um, east um, east coast. That? Uh, no, east of the world. Uh, oh, Asia. Yeah, Japan. <laughs> And all that, yeah. But yeah, we go to the East Coast too, actually. What's that man? Eastern place, man? Yeah. You know, <laughs> they talk funny. <laughs> I have a big following we talk in that funny. Eastern a- area. Oh man, I love it over there, bro. No man, I'm I'm actually in China. I'm, in I'm, Japan. Actually, I'm actually going to Japan, and uh, I speak fluent Chinese. I lived oh, in China for five nice, years. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'll be in Japan in March. Um, celebrating the life of my friend uh, Masakazu Sunagawa, uh-huh. who was a very famous singer, uh, and uh, we all coming together to do a big concert and celebrate his life, and it's like very highly anticipated and very going to be very well attended. So I'll be there in Japan in March for that. Yeah, yeah. What's some of the favorite your your favorite places that you've been to? Oh man, I'm sure you've gone to some places where it's just like, hey, here's the red carpet, roll it out, <laughs> yeah, and then to some shitholes. I've been, I mean, you know, speaking of like Argentina, we went down to like uh, Manaus, which is like a village. Uh-huh. Where the water is blue on one side and black on the other side, <laughs> dude, it's amazing. And we got up there and was met by uh, these people of the village. You know, these where they danced in all traditional, yeah, African style. Yeah, grass huts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And straw. I mean, you know. I've been to remote Africa even, you know, where no lights, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Walking around with fire and, yeah. you know, dealing with that, elements. and Man, I've been all over the world. Dangerous animals. Yeah. want to eat you. I mean, even in the favelas in Brazil, you know, I've been, you know, Vigeta Geral, you know, where... It, they slaughter people, you know what I mean? And blood is yeah. rolling down the streets. Well, they've got some gnarly stuff going on right now in the prison riots yeah, in Brazil man. right very, now. Very crazy. So, I mean, uh, and there's no place that I haven't loved. Right. <laughs> you know, I've been in the streets of Soweto, you know, pulled over by SAP, you know, saying, you know, it's past curfew. What are you doing out here? Right. It's, you know. And uh, do you ever say, "Hey, I'm Hawaiian, man"? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> I drop shockers all over the world, <laughs> right? 
What are, you know, you being such an amazing drummer, um, what are some of your favorite, I'm sure you've been in some just incredible drum circles. You know, you guys were talking about that on stage the other day. What is one of the most memorable drum circles that you've ever been into where just everybody's on the drum? Is that an African thing? Is that a Brazilian thing? Well, the thing about this drum circle, you know, it's like, usually it's not circles. Like in Africa Uh and in South America and these places where I've been, we do traditional drumming, it's lines. Ah. Yeah. Almost like a marching band song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's order. Uh You know, in a circle... It's more, in, you know, inhibiting, you know, because you can see the next person, you know, you can hear the person. So it's not so much where I have to be so perfect and mm-hmm. know everything and be straight and be right with the rhythm. Right. I can be way over here and that person's way over there and it doesn't affect. But right. if I'm on a line and everyone is doing the same thing, playing the same part for 45, 50 minutes, and this is what makes up the music, uh-huh. it's the parts. Right. It's the communication. If you don't play something that we're playing, then it's an argument. Right. So the language of the music is the... The language of the drum is the translation of the communication of the language. Mm-hmm. The tones of the drums are the tones in which we speak. When we speak, we speak in tones. If I had my drum now, you would see. So we take the language of these people and we and the, the, take the spoken language of the people and emulate it through the sounds of the drums. Right. The drums are very loud. And they have very far distances in which they reach. So this is used for a form of communication. This is the first telephone. You see, so I know what's going on in that village over there by this rhythm that they're playing because what this rhythm is saying is that there's a baby being born here today. Right. There's a ceremony that's going to be done here today. Or Somebody's this is passed this, away. This, right. Or this is the compound which the ill are where we play this rhythm here, lamba, all day long so that we heal the people. This is the rhythm of the sick. So we know that this is the rhythm of the, of the warriors, of, of, the, of the young men who are training to be men. This is the rites of passage that they're going through. This rhythm is saying that. So we know what's going on through the rhythm. When we wake up, the rhythm, the drums wake us up. When it's time to go to sleep, the drums put us to sleep. Right. You know, so the drums are a form of communication. You take the spoken language of the people and emulate it through the sounds of the drum. And when you have many numbers playing the same thing, saying the same thing, yeah, very, very, very loud and very far distance you can be heard. Yeah, I'm getting chicken skin just thinking about it right now. That's I would love to just experience something like that. Most definitely. And usually with drum circles, okay. You get people who've been working on things all week long, coming out and trying to show and mm-hmm. be, you know, uh, uh, uh. well, 
in a form of society, drum society, there's order. Mm-hmm. The elder is the elder, and no one is to challenge the elder. Now, the elder could be someone who has studied drums for 20 years or maybe even 10 years, but has that over everyone else who is there. Right. Has that amount over people who have maybe been studying for seven years or six years. This person here has been studying for 10. This is the leader. Right. This is who we're following. Right. This is the person who was setting. And then that person could delegate to who and whomever they fell. Right. It's like my teachers, I guess, recognize my ability because at young age I was playing lead drums for African drum. Olatunji would always put me out front and I would play lead drum. Bamba Dele Osamarie from the Out of Black Dance of Music would put me out front. I would play lead drum. Always. So I was able to see the dance and play the dance. This is the special harmony. The drummer is able to play with the dancer dances and the dancer is able to dance with the drummer plays. This is another form of communication that happens between a drummer and a dancer. Mm-hmm. For dance tells story, as so does the drum, as right. the music. So for those who are able to see, you're able to watch and follow the dance and the story as those who are able to hear are able to follow the story and the dance. Right. <laughs> you see? So, yeah, you know, I, I understand what you're saying about having an elder, and the elder is one that chooses who goes next. I kind of experienced that in a rock and roll setting um, on New Year's night. You know, um, G played Fleetwoods, and afterwards, nice. um, you know, is is one of those things where you've got so many different musicians from so many different bands they're playing and jumping in and doing a big jam session, right? And afterwards, we went downstairs into the green room. Um, they've got it all set up with the guitars, with mixed drums and everything. And Mick is considered the elder mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so Mick would, you know, be going to town on the drums. And then he would take his drumstick and he'd go straight over to... Everybody else would be jamming and stuff with him. But then he'd be like, okay, now... I want to hear you. You know, he'd go to G. G's turn to get up there and jam something out. Boom, he'd go to Eric Krasno. Boom, it's your turn. Or he would just go back to the drums and then just pick two two people and say, hey, I want both of you guys to jam together. Right now, so it was kind of similar to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool to experience. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. I understand the 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 intimidation factor of drumming as well. Some people will be intimidated by abilities of others. Right. I understand that too. But the drum is 360. It's universal. There's room in it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Whether you play lead or you just play one 
boom. You know? Yeah. There's a space for you. Boom. So don't feel intimidated by people who do have the ability because we all have solo. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a soul. You know? Yeah. And this is what we are trying to reach whether we know it or not when we're playing. Closing our eyes and feeling and vibing. Yeah. It's reaching the soul. Yeah. Soul music. Yeah. Music from the soul. Yeah, that's one of the things Jack said today, too, was um, when I asked him about the crowd, he goes, well, first of all, I I usually don't even see the crowd until a few songs deep because I've got my eyes closed. I'm so into my music. And half the time, even when I do open my eyes, I... I, I, oh shoot! I'm right in front of a bunch of people, you know, because I kind of forget where I'm at, and I get so deep into the music, and uh, yeah, I, it may, I'm jealous, you know. I I really wish I could play an instrument. Well, I'll tell you, bro. There are times when we come. For me, I try and play from such a deep level that. I sometimes feel like I'm not even here in the stratosphere. Right. So that when I, when it's over, I come down and I'm looking at the people are asking me questions and talking about different things. I'm like, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. In all honesty. All honesty. What are you talking about? I wasn't there. <laughs> I was on a different planet, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is there anything you do to prep before a concert? Or you just go in there and just, all right, let's do it. You know, if I know that I'm going to be doing a concert, what I'll do is I will definitely warm up before I hit the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my exercises that I do with my wrist and my elbows and my shoulders and my breathing and my waist, you know, and jump around a little bit of my legs, just get everything bubbling and moving. Right. And um, if it ever comes when it's, I don't have the time to do that, well, I'm ready to go still. Right. <laughs> Count it off. <laughs> Show me where the one is. That's all I need. So. Do you guys, um, as do drummers get like carpal tunnel or uh, tennis elbows and stuff that affect them? There are sometimes... Be monotonous? There are sometimes when I I can't put any pressure on my wrist. Um, So I definitely have to have massages and uh, my hot tub right here. Mm -hmm. First thing when I come off tour, boom. Yeah. Uh, I've 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 actually stiffened up playing, uh, you know, locked right. playing. So, but play what, through it. What do you do that? Play through it. Yeah, I don't stop. Yeah. Uh, you got to get ice packs afterwards. Oh uh, yeah, I, I definitely. There are a lot of times when um, I come off stage, I soak my hands in ice. 
and my elbows are irritated. I soak my elbows in ice. Um, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. I play with... Uh, and we're not young anymore. No, I play with Band-Aids. <laughs> you know, I, I do prevention. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so... What's your favorite drum to play? Like, is it a full set of drums, a cajon, um, the drum you were playing? I, I I don't even know what the name of that drum was. That, that. that was my signature series, djembe. Okay. Yeah, that's my djembe drum. I guess that's the drum I'm known for, most known for. Okay. But it's got I, a beautiful sound to it. Thank you, bro. All different levels to it. Right, right. It, even I, I noticed even on the top part, when you'd hit that, it was almost like a snare. Right. Yeah. Right. And in the middle has bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also on the edge has midtones. Uh-huh. Yep. So, you know, there's a... Uh, I don't think it's... I don't really have a favorite drum, but I'm known for that drum. Mm-hmm. But I play... I play bata, I play traps, I play congas, I play bongo, I play, you know. <laughs> have you ever played with um, Santana? Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos has sat in with us a few times. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. <coughs> yeah, I knew, uh, I know, I know Carl, and I knew Raul very well, and uh, I used to go up to San Francisco and play uh, Carnival. With Raul Rico, mm-hmm. yeah, his conga player, and Carl uh, Perazzo, now we play together. Pancho Sanchez, Sheila E. Ah, love Sheila E. Um, I mean, this goes on. Uh, trap drummers, Billy Higgins, uh, Everybody. Roy Haynes. Anybody you can think of. Yeah, Uncle Roy. That's my Uncle Roy. Yeah, Uncle Roy Haynes, most quarter jazz drummer ever. Uh-huh. And uh, he used to chase us off his drum set <laughs> and tell us he didn't want to see us in this business. And then I run into him in Paris at the jazz, <laughs> jazz cafe. And he's like, man, what are you doing? I'm on tour, Uncle. Oh! <laughs> so yeah we are family yeah have you played with will ferrell no i haven't played with will no because <laughs> he's, played a, I've played, he's an avid drummer yeah i've played with um will william shatner uh-huh. a few you know they're like uh it's that basketball player um from portland paid for the celtics too uh Right here. His son is a coach of the Walton, Bill oh, Walton. Oh, Bill Walton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to give He's lessons. He's a drummer? Mm-hmm. Wow. I used to give lessons to, uh, uh, what's this guy's, his father is the actor from, his mother's actress too. Uh, Night at the Museum. Oh, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah he was on Kauai. Yeah. I used to go to his house. All the time in Beverly Hills, teach him. Uh-huh. Yeah, few, 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 few. Heck yeah. Yeah. Sounds like fun, man. Yeah, man. I, I play for a few, man. Do any of your kids play any instruments? Um, My daughter, she, 
Yeah, she sings and plays clarinet, piano, drums, and she acts. My son, he does computer music. He is a programmer, so he does music by numbers, um, not keyboards and right. stuff like I do. He programs music. Um, so, yeah, I try to keep them out. You know, my daughter, she's more now into producing shows, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, stay on the money side of things, you know, because uh, you have to be very fortunate and very blessed to be able to make a living playing and performing. Uh, <clears throat> I've been, you know, blessed. I've been in Grammy, you know, Tony, Oscar, award-winning projects and, you know. Yeah. And played with, you know, they went from Michael Jackson to Mick Jagger and in between. So <clears throat> I had my own signature series drum. And uh, I act on, you know, do plays and television. You know, so You're I, good looking. You should be a model. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> do it all. I haven't shaved in weeks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been off tour, I was like, oh, I'm not shaving. How many presidents have you played with? <laughs> Just one? <laughs> or yeah. three or four. Um, I haven't I haven't performed for any presidents per se in front of. I don't think. Wait, no Jimmy Carter. Okay, Jimmy Carter. I was a little kid. I went to D.C. but did something. But that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and then what did you do with Obama? I was um, sent from the department, the State Department, to to the ambassador program. Uh, they have programs where artists will serve as ambassadors of instruments and then go to represent America in different parts of the world. Right. I did five countries in Africa uh, through the State Department, through uh, ambassadors from these different countries. I was part of this project called MIMA Project, which was an uh, improvisational music project that we did in South America, in Jamaica, and Haiti, and caught the eyes of uh, some ambassadors in Brazil and started getting funding from the government to go to uh, remote places that they couldn't get into to represent and do music and share and cultural uh, idealisms and things. So um, you know, they sent me to Africa yeah. recently. Uh, with Obama. So, so what do you, what do you do when uh, you're not working? What do you do for fun? For fun? Yeah, do you surf? Everything is fun, right? <laughs> well, yeah, your job is fun. My job is fun. Um, we do staycations here at the house. Um, the wife and I, the Queen and I, we stayed down in Honolulu the other day. Uh, we got timeshare. We went to the Big Island. Yeah. 
or to uh, do some hiking or to Mauna Kea and uh, well, you know that's where I live. Ah, uh, I live in Kona. Oh, okay. So you're oh. gonna, you're gonna have to come stay at my house yeah, for a well, vacation. Well, my my, my boy uh, is over at Humpy's. Uh, 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 Tom. Oh, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Love Banks. Tom. Yeah, yeah. So you know, cause uh, I met Tom when I was there with Nas and Damian Marley. We played, we played Kona. Yeah, that was, and, a, that was a while back. Yeah, a while back. And yeah. uh, I met Tom then. And Tom and, used to work. Uh, he's used to work in Alaska. Yeah, right, right. He's trying to get us. He's trying to get us up to Alaska now. Right. Yeah, Ben Harper. I'm going to talk to. Uh, Ben next week, and he wants Damian Marley and us to come up there as well. So now Tom's from Massachusetts as well, right? What? Yeah, I think he's from Massachusetts. Whoa! Because him and G were like, "What? Whoa!" Yeah, because G just played his place, right? And that was my deal. I set that all up. Ah, okay. Yeah, dude, this world is small, man. Oh yeah, the world is small. <laughs> we should have met before. I, I'm surprised we haven't. We've got a lot of mutual friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> and this is your first podcast. Yes. You, I, I was surprised. You're like, what is a podcast? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of podcasts. I've been asked to even do podcasts. <laughs> you know, but I don't know what they're about. I, I got to go around and interview people. And yeah, that's what you, is it an interview? I'm like, no, dude. It's just us sitting around bullshitting, man, <laughs> talking story, finding out about each other. Yeah. And um, and letting the world listen to our conversation. Cool, the gang, bro. Cool, yeah. the gang. And uh, believe it or not, people love it. <laughs> people love it. And people love you, bro. <laughs> so I, I know when this thing drops, <laughs> you're going to be a big hit. People are going to be so excited. I know Tom for sure is going to be excited. He's going to be like, what? You got Leon there? <laughs> yeah, man. I've, I've met a lot of great people Along the way, uh, my 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 good friend uh, Nija, who uh, James Earl Jones' granddaughter, his niece, she told me today about a friend that she introduced me to. I just met recently. You remember we were sitting down talking, we were hanging out, you we were laughing. I did not remember who she's talking about. <laughs> she's like, you just meet too many people now. I'm like, I do, but she's actually moving here to the island, so. Nice. Yeah, she wanted her to come by, and, and she wanted to say hi. And I'm like, sure. Does she have the same voice as James Earl Jones? <laughs> <laughs> She's a great singer. Yeah. She's a great He's singer. He's got the best voice ever. Yeah, she 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 was in uh, Color Purple. Oh, really? Yeah. With Oprah. She, yeah, she's in the uh, scene of Africa where she's doing the... When they when they cut the little girl, she does the scream. It's like, oh, yeah, really? hide, yeah. And it's like, wow, that's fantastic. So yeah, that's her, uh, Nija. Yeah, she's great. That's cool. Yeah, Mama Nija. She's written a lot of hits. She's a musician. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, we're gonna have to get you over to the Big Island, and um, I've Dude, got a, I've got a beautiful home, tons of room for you. Dude, I love the Big Island, man. Yeah, I mean, it's we magical. actually, you know, to see the snow and the stars, bro. The stars were just so wonderful <sighs> to go up to Mauna Kea and see the stars. You wonder why it's they like, have the observatories up there. <laughs> man, okay. Yeah, it's about the closest you can get to God right there. Okay. I mean, if top God's of the world. In the sky. Top of the world. Yeah. 
And then to find out that the mountain is the highest mountain in the world, you know, yeah. with with including sea level, because most mountains you just come from the ground on up. Yeah, it makes Everest look small. Yeah, it makes Everest look really small. You know how tall that is, man. Yeah, you know, of of the two mountains, you know, we got five mountains on on the Big Island. Mm-hmm. You've got Kohala, Hualalai that I live on. Right. Um, Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa and Kilauea. Yeah, Kilauea is the one that's that's erupting. erupting. Um, But the one that really gets me, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, my God, Mauna Kea is the one, you know, Mm. I speak to. And Mm. Mauna Loa is the one that gets me. Yeah. Mauna Loa is only 77 feet shorter than Mauna Kea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's the largest single landmass on the planet. Mm, mm. There's nothing bigger than that. Mm, and mm. Um, she's just so impressive. Mm. Yeah, and she's still active. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I'll yeah. take you up there. Yeah. I'll take you up to Dude. through some ranches, way Dude. up high, let you stay in a cabin. I mean, come on, man. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm home for another... <laughs> You know, I don't start touring again until April, man. Awesome. We got plenty of time now. Plenty of time, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm only, you know, able to be not too much exploring as much as I would love to. Um, of, you know, Kona. I've been to Kona a few times. I wanted to get to the Hilo side. Yeah. More so. Beautiful waterfalls. Yes. Have you been yeah. to Waipio Valley? No. Oh, my gosh. That's that's where the, the zip line is. I wanted to no, get a... No zip line there. Oh, where is the zip line at? Um, I thought it was That's Waipio. up in Kohala. Kohala. Yeah. Waipio is the Valley of the Kings. Oh. That's where Kamehameha used to live. Really? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, right. that's like where I need to be. Sacred place. That's where I need to be. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so, it's so interesting that somebody was telling us that that even Mauna Kea was for the world team that people aren't supposed to be up there. Yeah, absolutely. Even today. Yeah. So I was like, well, geez, let me get off of here. Have you ever heard of the night marchers? No. Oh, my gosh. See, the Big Island's famous for the night marchers because what it is is they're ghosts from the past. Mm. And you can be in the forest and all of a sudden you hear the drums beating. Mm-hmm. And um, and then people see them come through, drums beating, and the Hawaiians had their drums, and they would just beat them, and they'd walk through mm-hmm. the night with mm-hmm. torches. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're ever walking in the middle of the forest at night and you start hearing some drums beating, those are the night marchers. You got to do some research on mm-hmm. on them because you guys got a, a lot in common. Mm-hmm. But speaking of supernatural stuff, have you ever Whoa. have you ever experienced anything supernatural? Yeah, I've seen some things in my travels. Yes. Like what? Tell me, because <laughs> I ask everybody this. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. I was in <laughs> I was in Africa once, and uh, there were some ladies who were from Europe. I don't know where they were from, but they were uh, they were kind of nude at the hotel swimming pool, uh-huh. you know, 
as your typical European tourists are. And this was in this was at the evening. I stepped outside, and um, they had a table full of guys, and they were topless and sitting around the table with these guys. And all of a sudden, these guys jumped over the wall. There was a wall that you know, and framed the area that we were sitting in, the hotel. Mm-hmm. And one guy walked over to the woman and touched her on the head and jumped back over the wall. And two minutes later, her head busted open, man. She was just sitting there, and just all of a sudden her head just said, poof. What? And I was like, whoa. Like killed her? Time? No, she was able to, to, to get up and they were able to walk her and blood dripping all down on her. But her head pff, opened up, man. Wow, like you put some kind of curse on her or something. Yeah, something. I don't know. Wow. But, yeah, I saw that with my own eyes. No way. What would uh, you do? What, were you just freaking out going? Oh, well, I was I was disgusted by their behavior anyway, so. Sure. I was like, okay, next. Right. <laughs> Another thing I saw, I saw a levitation of a group of, uh, I guess you'd call them monks. I was in... Uh, that one of those Eastern countries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, you know, there's only a few I can get into. They won't let me into China. I did some something for some guys they had locked up there, some uh, monks, yeah, Tibetan uh-huh. monks, matter of fact. Did a performance for them, and they put my name on some lists so I can't get into China. Really? Yeah, but there was, um, I went to um, Naira in Japan, and I was feeding... Uh, deer from my hand standing outside of a uh, temple, a monk temple. A monastery. Yeah, a monastery. And I kept hearing this. I'm like, what is that? And I hear it again. So I, you know, the door, I could, if I lean on the door, opened up a little bit. And I was able to peek in, and I saw maybe 10 to 15 monks levitating across the floor. No way. Yeah, they were like about four or five inches off the ground. Wow. Just moving. I was like, whoa. And what was making that noise? The... Dirt underneath their feet, the sand underneath their feet. Wow. They would start, and I was it. They would be in the air. I was like, whoa. How long did you sit there and watch them? Oh, no. I I, 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 I saw it once, and I, I was like, oh, no. I, it's not for, for someone to see. I closed the door. I, I, I got away. Right. Yeah. Wow. Anything else? Oh. Uh, Ever experienced any ghosts? Any ghost? No. No. Aliens? Aliens. 
I think I think we all experience aliens. They're aliens <laughs> amongst us. Do you believe that there is life on other planets? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I I, I totally believe it. It's it's how can we be the only thing in this and especially once you go up Monica and you look <laughs> and that's only a fraction of what you can see in this universe. Um to sit there and think that we are the only life forms no, in this vast galaxy or universe. So mm-hmm. I mean I'm I you know I like I like I like sci fi. You know, I like I like mysticisms. I like world religions. I like ghettoisms. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a say believer of one or of anything. You know, I know that I know nothing. You know, so. I've never seen any ghosts. I don't know if there are ghosts. Maybe there are ghosts. Yeah, I've seen some pretty amazing. You know? I feel spirit. I feel energy. Mm. You know, I feel vibes. You know, I feel... And I feel heart. You know? I feel idealisms. I feel, you know, intentions. You know, I guess there are things that are unknown, unseen, uh, to be revealed, you know, to be revealed, you know? Yeah. So. Well, cool. It is space. Yeah. Yep. There's space for a lot of things, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I give room to everything, you know? Yeah. Well, all I can say is, um, man, it's it's been a pleasure hanging out with you, bro. Bro, it's a blessing to be hanging out with you. And um, I look forward to many, many more jam sessions and, and years of hanging out and... Making some stories. Well, you know, you you, you got me because you told me Jack played for you, man. I'm like, dang, man. I mean, we're at 9 o'clock at night and we're in the city, man. You'd pull those drums out. So we got to do something where I could, you know. Well, maybe what you can do is, um, and we'll let everybody know what we're doing here, um, is maybe you can record something, send it to me, and we'll add it onto this podcast. Or you could check out some of my recordings. <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> yeah, my music's on iTunes. Just look up Leon Mobley. Oh, and we'll do that. In my discography. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leon, thanks for being on the show. Um, where can people find you at? Do you have a website? Do you have social media? Yes, I'm, I'm all over. I'm Leon Mobley at everything, man. At uh, your space, my space. Twitter. Your book. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Um, 
I'm just snap, Snapchat. I'm Leon Mobley, everything, man. I'm. <laughs> There's only one Leon Mobley. Yeah. Well, actually, I found out there's some more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm Leon Mobley, and uh, you know everything, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, brother, for being on the show, and oh, thanks bro. for staying up late with me. Thanks, I, thanks for I, considering I, me, man. I know your queen is is uh, already asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I slammed the door when I came in. I said, oh, the queen's asleep. <laughs> don't want to wake her up. Uh, That's love, brother. Thank That's you. That's love. Thank you, Dose. And I have a lot of love for you, and, um, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Bro, man. We got more to do. We got yes, more we to do. do. So oh, yeah. We'll, I'll, I'll come up to you. You can come on back out here. Well, I'll yeah. probably find you somewhere on tour somewhere. And I'll oh. I'll be like, Leon, hey. There we go. Let's have some fun. There we are. Yeah. There we go. Well, thanks for being on the show. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time. Thanks, Leon, for being on the show. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. At this time, I want to thank my sponsors, such as GoPro who have been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. What began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport, GoPro has become a standard of how people capture themselves engaged in their interests, whatever they may be. From extreme to mainstream, professional to consumer, GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. For more information, go to GoPro.com or connect with them on all social media such as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Original Nutritionals. Not your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys definitely know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com. Grab what you need, such as the fish oil or whatever it is. For listening, all you have to do is enter in promo code DOZENOSE at checkout and you get 15% off. That's 15% off with DOZENOSE at checkout. Also, check them out on... um, Instagram at O Nutritionals. Um, Kona Boys, they've been serving up gear for Island Life and Aloha since 1996. My boys, Frank and Brock, they know how to take care of you. It's the one stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local activities, um, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours, lessons, and they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakaikua Bay. So, um, my suggestion is go check out their shops. There's one down in Kalakekua. There's another one down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel. Um, take time. Check out their merchandise. They have a great selection of local brands. Their official retailer for Patagonia. They have their own line of super dope clothing and custom hats. And uh, you can also find them out online at konaboys.com. And if you go check them out, make sure you say you heard it on Doe's Nose if you're locally here in Kona. Um, they'll give you 15% off. If not, go to the website, konaboys.com, at checkout, punch in, doze nose, get 15% off. Um, Hurley Clothing, let's give a big, big congratulations to John John Florence. He's a Hurley team rider, just like myself. He has just won the world title in surfing. He is awesome. He's the future of surfing. 
and uh, he wears the best board shorts on the planet. So go check him out at Hurley.com where you can see all their bikinis and board shorts and wetsuits and all the other good stuff that they have over there at Hurley. Um, Green. Green is a local company right here in the islands based on Oahu. They've created the world's first and only superfood brew. And you may ask, what's a superfood brew? Well, it's a combination of green tea, coconut water, kale, and green coffee bean extract. Green was formulated for health conscious and extreme athlete mindsets. Premium liquid for peak human performance. These guys believe in empowering people with positive energy and healthy choices. From a handful of ingredients that you can that you can pronounce, there is no cutting corners or compromising quality by using artificial fillers, sweeteners, fake flavors, or stimulants. Green is a pure organic power to go harder, last longer, recover faster, naturally. Um, you can find these guys anywhere at green.org. And let me pronounce that for you because it's it's not G-R-E-E-N. It's gr3en.org. That's gr3en.org. You can find them on all social media as well, such as Instagram at drinkgr3en. Thanks, Green. Um, I want to welcome and thank Oakley, Oakley Sunglasses. They keep my eyes covered in the shade so that they don't burn out here in this gnarly sun. My favorite ones are the Two Face. Uh, but they have really, really cool sunglasses from uh, the new turbines. And uh, I'm really, really stoked to have Oakley. So check them out at oakley.com. Deuce Gym, it's where I go when I'm in L.A. to work out and get fit. It's the best gym in town. Logan, my buddy, has, uh, has designed that place to fit any single person that walks in the door. Um, whether you're looking for cardio, strongman, strength training, CrossFit, they've got it all. Go in there, check them out. Deuce Gym, same thing, deucegym.com. And um, same all over social media at Deuce Gym. Kona Coffee Tea, it's where I get my morning crack on. These girls welcome me every single morning with a big smile and a cup of coffee already ready for me. Um, it's best coffee in town. Everybody knows Kona Coffee is the best in the world anyway. Um, they grow it up on the slopes of Wallalai, roast it, bring it down to us fresh every morning so that we can enjoy. You guys want to find me in the mornings? That's usually my hangout spot. Around 8.30, come in there, check it out, say, where's Dozer? You'll see me. I'm right there drinking the coffee. Maverick Sport Fishing. Kona is famous for its marlin fishing. Marlin fishing and tuna fishing and everything else. But the marlin is number one. Um, these guys have the sickest boat in town. It's completely air conditioned. It's customized with all the latest uh, fishing tackle. They uh, specialize in half day tours, three quarter day tours, full day tours, even overnight tours. Um, you can check them out at mavericksportfishing.kona.com or call Captain Trevor Child at 808 896 79 Eight five, and uh, another big shout out to Mokalele Airlines for being our new sponsor of the Doze Nose Podcast. Don't forget, you guys can find me on all social media, such as Dozer Dave Barnett on Facebook, uh, Dozer Dave Knows on Instagram, and Dozer Dave on 
Uh, oh, that was Instagram. The other one was Twitter. Dozer Dave knows. And then um, go to the website, www.dozenose.com, and find in-depth on all the guests that we have out there. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next week, uh, we hope. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those knows.